After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Oh 
מלחמות קשות, רדיפות כואבות, בכל זמן, בכל מקום. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. עלילות שקרים, צוררים קשים, שרוצים רק להרוס. עברנו את פרעה, נעבור גם את זה. אז נצא כולנו יחד לרחובות העיר, ניקח אוויר וניצח. Thank you. 
יש רגעים אני שוקע, צולל כל כך עמוק, מחפש את התשובה, הולך כל כך רחוק, אל תדאג יהיה בסדר, בסוף הכל עובד, עוד רגע זה מגיע, אתה כבר מתגבר, נושא עיניי למעלה אל עבר ההרים, מתי תשמע קולי קורא לאלוקים, פתאום מתוך החושך עולה מהטהור, כל הצללים ינוסו J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast with Micha Gammerman and Yebis said there. Navor done by Simcha Liner. Amr Madar with Bowie Kala. The Nigun Shtiba was Sandy Shmueli. Shalshelis Jr. had Rifoenu. Tov Lahodos, that was Sheves Achim. Rabbi Baruch Chaitin Company and Noda Lashimcha. Kadosh, that was Yami Loi. Udi Davidi with Hakol Trutzim. And uh, Modani, Regesh, of course, opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday on this October the 28th, day 22 in the month of Mar Cheshvan, the year 5782. Tough Shin 51 degrees with 74% humidity. Winds are north at 6 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high temperature of 60. Then tonight, cloudy and a low of 50 degrees. Afternoon showers for tomorrow, a high 58 degrees. 78 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 51 here in New York City. Plenty more coming up on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Every clock that ticks is telling me 
God give strength unto your people. You know, friends, sometimes we don't know where our strength is coming from anymore. Anymore. Let me just tell you, maybe some of you know it. There's a Yidale came to the Holy Land. And he fought in 1948. In 56, and he had two sons, two holy, holy sons. 1967, one son left this world, sanctify God's name, the name of the Holy Land. And now on Yom Kippur, second son joined his father Abraham in heaven. And I heard the story from the person who has to tell the parents when God forbid the children die. He said they just didn't have the strength anymore. They're driving around the block five times and how can you tell them? But regardless, finally they made themselves strong. They walked up. And they told him, there's a side to tell you. 
Your last son is also gone. Do you know what he did? Hashem God gave him so much strength from heaven. He took a little bit of wine and said, L'chaim, my holy son. L'chaim, I envy you. You gave your life for the holy land. He said, L'chaim, to his wife. L'chaim, L'chaim. You were privileged to have two holy sons who gave their life for the holy land. Hashem, Oz, Leamo, Yitain, Hashem, Yevare,
Could someone tell me how the Seven Shepherds Shivata Roim song snuck into this playlist from Chayim David? I'm only thinking that tomorrow night starts Chayim Sara in Hebron. And if I'm not mistaken, there is a, uh, let's see, 
a large percentage, not necessarily a majority, but a large percentage of the Shivat Haro'im buried in Marata Machpelah. I can't believe tomorrow night starts Shabbat Chavei Sarah in Chevron. I, I know people who uh, will please God be there. I know people who were hoping to be there, but this week did not work out the way they thought it would. We are still hoping and praying that this November 1st reopening of Israel happens, but that won't be obviously until next week. In fact, it's funny. I don't know if I would have stayed for Shabbat Chaye Sarah the way things worked out, but we were actually thinking of broadcasting this week from Israel. Originally, that was the plan, was to be in Israel the last week in October. Again, I don't know if we would have stayed for Shabbat, uh, just for logistic reasons and stuff. But wow, unbelievable. 2019, one of the biggest Shabbat Chaye Sarahs ever in Hebron. 2020, we know what that was like. I don't even know what they had in terms of an official program. And this year, I guess it'll be uh, larger than uh, it was in 2020, but still not what we're expecting. I was, or what we're hoping for. I was speaking to someone last night about the Shluchim conference, and I, I hope this is, I think this is accurate information. Um, the Shluchim conference is the uh, Chabad emissaries from around the world who come uh, Shabbos Mevarchim. Uh, of Kislev to um, to New York to be together and spend Shabbos and the Sunday night banquet together, and it seems that uh, as as large as it will be, and obviously it will be you know an overflowing crowd, obviously, but it will not be nearly what it was when it was in the larger venues, uh, and uh, you know when it was pre-COVID, so to speak. But we'll get there eventually, I guess. Avi Hess had a lecha dodi. Uh, the Kalbach Lechadadi Hashemos from Shlomo Kalbach, and Lucky was eighth day, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galites on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. If you are not yet a recurring donor, a monthly donor to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, please consider it. Any amount each month, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and I thank you for that. Galitzal in the background, Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam and Am. גליצל מירושלים השעה שתיים. שלום רב, באולפן עדן לוי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. כתב אישום הוגש נגד ארבעה אחים בגין עבירות של חטיפה, תקיפה, סחיטה באיומים ופגיעה בפרטיות של אחותם. מדווח כתבנו בצפון, אדר גיציס. על פי כתב האישום, ארבעת האחים אשר התנגדו לאורח החיים העצמאי שניהלה אחותם, התמינו מכשיר מעקב ברכבה, עקבו אחריה ועיקו אותה. בהמשך הוא עברה למקלט לנשים מוכות, משם חטפו אותה ארבעה, הכניסו אותה בכוח לרכב ואיימו עליה כי אם תתלונן למשטרה, היא תשלם בחייה. הפרקליטות מבקשת להאריך את מעצרם עד תום ההליכים המשפטיים נגדם. הדוקטור מאיר פרייס, בעלה של ראש שירותי בריאות הציבור, הדוקטור שרון אלרועי פרייס, מזהיר, יש איומים מפורשים על חיי אשתי, יש לפעול לפני שיהיה מאוחר. מדווח כתבנו לענייני בריאות, שי פרידמן. בציוץ בטוויטר כתב הדוקטור מאיר פרייס, משטרת ישראל, יש איומים מוגדרים על חיי אשתי. זה הזמן לפעול לפני שיהיה מאוחר מדי. השר לביטחון הפנים, עומר בר הגיב על הדברים וכתב כי שלוש תלונות בנושא נחקרות 
מפחד, וכי הוא בטוח שהמשטרה תשלים את החקירה ברצינות. זאת לאחר שאתמול הודיע משרד הבריאות על הגשת תלונה במשטרה בגין הסתה כלפי הדוקטור אלרועי פרייס. שיירה של מאות מכוניות עושה דרכה בשעה זו מכפר קרע לתל אביב דרך כביש 6 במחאה על אוזלת ידה של המשטרה במיגור תופעת האלימות בחברה הערבית. חלקים בכביש 6 סגורים לתנועה בעקבות המחאה. כתבנו אדם פרג' שמע את חברת הכנסת עאידה תומא סולימאן מהרשימה המשותפת. אנחנו סוגרים כביש 6 בעוד תחנה. כדי להגיד בצורה הכי ברורה, אנחנו לא נעבור לחיים רגילים כל עוד החיים בתוך הכפרים והערים שלנו לא רגילים. אנחנו איבדנו את הביטחון האישי שלנו בתוך הבתים שלנו. כתב אישום הוגש נגד תושב מזרח ירושלים בן 18 בגין אירוע ההתפרעות לפני כשבוע באזור שער הפרחים בעיר העתיקה. על פי כתב האישום, ביחד עם עשרות אחרים, גידע אבנים ומחסום ברזל לעבר אוטובוסים שנסעו בכביש, ובכך פצע את נהג האוטובוס ואחד הנוסעים שנזקקו לטיפול רפואי. כתבנו בן נצר מוסיף כי לצד כתב האישום, הפרקליטות תבקש לעצור אותו עד לתום ההליכים. נהגי האוטובוסים של המפעילות סופרבוס, אגד תעבורה ודן בדרום שובתים בשעה זו במחאה על תנאי העסקתם. כתבנו לענייני תחבורה מתן לוי מוסיף כי בית הדין לעבודה צמצם את השביתה שהייתה מתוכננת לארבע שעות למשך שעה אחת בלבד. מזג האוויר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות, ייתכן גשם מקומי קל בצפון הארץ. משעות הצהריים הרוחות הצפוניות תתחזקנה לאורך מישור החוף. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
give it just a little more hold on wait for the other door to open never give up hope yeah hold on give it just a little more hold on yeah hold on give it just a little Oh, 
J.M. and the A.M. Avram Rosenblum and Diaspora. Yivarechecha. Before that, the latest from Yaakov Shweki, Ayid, and Hold On. Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. You know what we like to say on Thursdays? No reason to touch that dial. Just leave it here all day long. Great programming. Plus, uh, in addition to the great programming all day long, tonight at 7 p.m., Mark Zomik presents the Erev Shabbos show. Chai Sara in mind. Erev Shabbos show is tonight. And that is... Um, and that is... Starting at 7 p.m., brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, hosted by Mark Zamek, Erev Shabbos Show, Encore at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow. And um, it's a unique opportunity, and obviously a lot of people, just based on the ratings, a lot of people get the fact that it's a unique opportunity to have a show dedicated specifically each and every week to this week's uh, Parsha and whatever ha- whatever is happening in the Jewish world, including... Uh, the fact that it's Shabbos Mavorchim this week. Um, anyway, Erev Shabbos show, Mark Zamek, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. No reason to touch that dial on a Thursday or Friday. Leave it here until candle lighting time 
at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Unlocking Greatness. The topic with uh, Charlie Harari is predicting the future. 9.30, City Council candidate Joanne Oriola is, joined, uh, is uh, going to be the guest of Michael Fragan. Jew in the City Speaks has Archie Gottesman, co-founder of Jew Belong. Jew Belong. Miriam Al-Wallach has Rifki Kleinman to discuss her latest art score release, Simply. Live lunch, it'll be 11 until 1, then Throwback Thursday, J.M. Encore, and again, the Arab Shabbos show beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, hosted by Mark Zamek and brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And um, speaking of Rifki Kleiman, uh, we had her on the air yesterday. If you haven't gotten the book yet, order it. Make sure to use promo code radio. Order it. Make sure to use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com. Again, that's artscroll.com. And... Um, Make sure to use promo code radio for your discount and for your free shipping. Promo code radio for discount and free shipping. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, and take advantage. We are encouraging you to take advantage of Artscroll's generosity. Why not, after all? Why not? This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy 10% discount on all Abels and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Chidona Tanakh, the 2021 International Bible Quiz for Adults. The United States Finals happens on November the 7th. That's a Sunday, November the 7th, a week from Sunday, at Adarit L on East 29th Street in New York, beginning at 4 p.m. It is free. You got to RSVP. One of the ways you can RSVP is by going to NahumSiegel.com and clicking on our community calendar. When you see the event, and it's right up there November 7th, when you see the event for the national finals of the Chidona Tanakh, you have both the link and the um, and the flyer there. Uh, if you just click on the uh, little thing over there, the image on the right. So it's the national finals of Chidona Tanakh, November the 7th. Check it out. It should be a great evening, plus a festive dinner after the event concludes. Um, again, check out the website, nachomsigl.com slash community dash calendar, and you'll get an idea of what that is uh, all about. It's pretty cool. The fireworks event for Azer Mitzion for women only is happening this coming Sunday at the Ritz Theater in Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's up there on our community calendar. The Lander College for Men open house on 150th Street in Queens. That is November the 7th, Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. We are encouraging everybody who is of college age, or maybe I should say uh, latter high school age, right? Upperclassmen in high school age, plus their parents, uh, to check it out. The open house is the 7th of November. Our friends at the Lander College for Men are preparing, and uh, as you've heard from the presentations here on the air, there's a lot of information that you can find out at these open houses, and we encourage it. All the information is there, plus the link. If you go to uh, nachomsigl.com slash community, Dash calendar. Pretty easy link, by the way. RMI uh, Turo, um, edu slash LCM2. All right, but you'll see it there. You'll see it there when you go to the website, nachomsegel.com slash community dash calendar, and you'll see there exactly uh, what's listed under the Lander College open house. More coming up, including a conversation about Nefesh Ben Nefesh. Been a while since we've spoken to our friends at NBN. That's going to be happening coming up. And of course, plenty more if you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Time. 
JM in the AM. Low, almost stunned by uh, Shwe Bolshar from Levine. Today's throw. <laughs> Avrami just sent me a a note about the um, Throwback Thursday, which will air at 1 p.m. today, Eastern Time. Our good friend, Dr. Joel Rosenstein, from October the 27th of 2011. Wow, exactly 10 years ago. Joel Rosenstein, Heshi Augenbaum, and Shlomo Katz with his Live in Melbourne debut. It's funny, we played a lot of that album this week. Uh, Shlomo Katz with his Live in Melbourne debut, all happening on Throwback Thursday between 1 and 4 Eastern Time this afternoon from October of 2011. Wow. Pretty amazing. Time does fly, doesn't it? It certainly does. JM and the AM, a drop early for Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevin Yosef Halevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basra Yosef Halevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Hang on. We'll start in a second here. <laughs> with um, Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Medrash Pinchas tells us that Tehillim is Mehech Mashiach. The Leo Rabba cites Levush that says one who says Tehillim before davening is Mavriach HaMekatragim, causes all the accusing angels to flee. Therefore, the Iker Minig, one of the main customs of saying Tehillim, is that it should be said before Tefillah, so that the tefillahs go to Shemaim, Belishum Kitrig. In Talmud Bavli, Meseches of Adazara, it says that an individual should first be Mesader, their praise to Hashem, and then they should daven. Rabbeinu Ephraim writes that one who wants to have a connection with Hashem should say Tehillim. The Nomelimelech writes that Tehillim has the possibility to make drastic changes, and there is no obstacle that will stop it. The Shavuos Yaakov writes in Yoradea, Memdalid, that if one has a desire to say a lot of different tefillos, he should say Tehillim. Reb Chaim Falaji writes that the world stands on the Tehillim, and one can redeem himself from any damage by saying Tehillim. The Mogin Ushemesh writes that the Gematria of Pidyon is 150, and there are 150 Kapitlach of Tehillim. How important it is that a person should realize that Tehillim itself is a wondrous schooler that has the ability to cause great things in this world. In describing the journey of Bnei Yisrael through the Midbar, Hashem tells them that when they passed the land of Moab, they were permitted to harass Moab, short of war. But Hashem did not permit them to provoke Ammon in any way. We see from this that an individual can be Megan on future Doros. The Saft of Moab, who was not Bitznius, who was not modest, did not protect the future generations. But the Saft of Ammon, because she was Bitznius, she dressed modestly, she was able to do so. A Perak Tehillim, said by a grandfather or grandmother, can protect a child, a grandchild, or a great-grandchild, even years after the Perak is said. 
even if the family does not remember the parak anymore or when the safta said it. Yosheba Shamayim the one that sits in Shamayim does not forget. May all of the Kapitlach of Tilim, said by all the generations, be Megan on our generation. And may we soon see Bias Mashiach Tzidkenu, the coming of Mashiach. J.M. in the A.M. After my Goldwasser's words, I felt we had to go back to an oldie but a goodie. A little bit of nostalgia, a little bit of uh, a retrospect. <laughs> and there's Mayor Sherman with Odi Shama at J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast on this 28th of October, 22nd of Marcheshvan. Tomorrow night is Shabbat Chaye Sarah. We'll be here in the United States of America. Will there be people in Hebron? I have to assume there will be. Don't know exactly the number and how they're working things, but... Uh, 
Certainly, it'll be more there this year than last year that I can guarantee. 51 degrees, sunshine, a high temperature of 60. We shall lie at 78. We're at 51 in New York City. So we say good morning at JM and the AM. Speaking of Jerusalem, Josh Sussman is with us live via telephone. Josh Sussman is uh, director of programming at Nefesh Benefesh. You know how uh, how dear an organization Nefesh Benefesh is to us here at JM and the AM. To me, it seems like we've... Uh, We've been um, partners to a degree. Don't worry, I'm not taking more than uh, a very, 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 very tiny percentage of credit of the work that's been done with Nefesh Benefesh, but we have proudly been speaking about their incredible and wonderful organization for a long, long time. And I know that our listeners have taken advantage of their services and have uh, moved to Israel, many of them, believe it or not, during COVID as well. Josh Sussman, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Always a pleasure, Nelson. And I will say that that uh, I can't speak to the exact number of people that would be up over on this 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 Shabbat, but my son will be one of them. So nice. it's definitely more than it was last year. Yeah, Fema Ode. Thank you. <laughs> Tell them to have all of us in mind. Uh, well, uh, obviously, the Chevron conversation is uh, is one that uh, focuses on this uh, reopening post COVID. Call it whatever you want. Uh, we're curious about what's happening at Nefesh Benefesh after I assume, as I think back to the uh, last 18 months, I assume the majority, if not all, of their programming has been uh, via Zoom, digitally, online, use whatever term you want. And Josh, frankly, we're curious as to what the goal is. If the goal is to get back to a model that we were used to pre-COVID or if a lot of what we've seen over the last 18 months is going to be incorporated into your system. Let's start with that. The things you've already innovated, the things that you've introduced over the last 18 months to the world about uh, being in touch with Nefesh Benefesh and learning more and more about the possible Aliyah experience. Will all of that be kept intact during this post-COVID era? So, sure, you're aware that that one of the first things we had to cancel, the first thing we had to cancel was our annual mega event in March 2020, which uh, unfortunately meant that we missed you. Um, (laughs) And from that day on, March 15th, 2020, we quickly pivoted to make everything virtual. Um, the bright side of that, um, as much as we miss traveling and seeing people in person, is that we've been able to reach a far greater audience than we would have been we were ever, ever able to do in person. Um, and we have been able to engage with tens of thousands of people from across all of North America, um, many of whom would never have had the opportunity to, to meet with us in person. Um, our not only has the technology improved, um, but people's ability and interest in engaging in that kind of technology has advanced significantly um, and willingness to engage in a virtual way instead of coming to sit in a conference room in Skokie or Teaneck or Los Angeles or Toronto. Um, and so the egalitarian component of it is a very nice positive byproduct of what we've learned over the last uh, 18 months or so. Um, which led, has led us to at least, at least to some degree, uh, commit to, to that level of service moving forward and in, ensuring that our virtual programming is continued. Um, that, that's true both in North America, but also here in Israel. And, um, you know, many, many people move to Jerusalem and Beit Shemesh and Modi'in and Gushetzion, um, places that are centrally located. Um, but there's also people that live in the Golan and in, in in Naharia, in the, in, in the Negev. Um, and those people don't have the same access. They're not down the street from our offices in, in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Um, 
and we feel like there's information that we're going to be giving to them also virtually. Um, you know, it's, the, the big numbers have come from from people abroad, uh, pre-Aliyah, but uh, we also are striving to serve people here who have already made Aliyah um, in a virtual manner as well. You know, um, that being said, yeah. we also are interested in starting to meet people in person. Um, and with our new office opening in Jerusalem shortly, um, that will be a center of Aliyah um, in Jerusalem. Our offices in Tel Aviv are also getting back up and running. Um, and we actually, just a couple weeks ago, in, in partnership with, with uh, Kakal, uh, did a series of meet-and-greets uh, for Olim of the last few years uh, throughout the North and South. Wow. Um, that was kind of our first our first effort into really meeting people. It went really well. It was nice to, for the staff to be out and engaging with people. Um, the Olim enjoyed both engaging with staff and meeting other Olim who they haven't had the opportunity to, to network over the last year and a half as they've arrived in Israel. Um, and we've started Shabbat dinners also um, at our at our Tel Aviv hub um, for for the audience in Tel Aviv, which has been really nice and very well received. Josh Sussman's with us, director of uh, programming at um, at Nefesh Benefesh. It's funny because uh, first of all, I'm thrilled to hear this. I was not aware of the fact uh, that some of the in person programming and and some serious programming. I mean, we talk, we talk about Shabbat dinners. You talk about you know real get-togethers. You're talking about you know people actually interacting face to face and and, yeah, and, and, me, and meeting your staff and meeting fellow Olim and and all the benefits thereof, um, which uh, they were enjoying pre-COVID. So it does sound like the Israel component, I mean, you guys understand the importance of bringing back the in-person programming, and uh, hopefully that will continue. Um, plus, I think uh, based on what you said, we can surmise that in any situation, both with North American Jews and those who are already in Israel, in any situation where it benefits to keep a, a digital or Zoom platform open uh, and active, you're going to do that. Which begs, of course, the third part, and to me, you know, one of the key questions. Uh, and this is not putting pressure, and this is not, uh, <laughs> and this is not expressing a, a desire to necessarily be part of the action. I think objectively, people around this country in the United States would like to know: Should they get used to this model, being in touch with people the way you described it over the last eighteen months, or will Toronto and Atlanta and Chicago and Indianapolis? and Denver, and New York, and Teaneck, will they get some type of in-person programming in the near future? I'm going to be very cautious in my answer to that question. Um, in the near future, the answer is not. Um, we're, we also don't want to step into the, into the uncertain. We're very comfortable here in Israel. Right. Um, we know what to expect. Um, the rules are clear. People understand them. Um, um, but we also have to take into account the, the safety and comfort level of our staff traveling. Um, wow. um, you know, right now there's no concern about having to come back and go into quarantine, but that's a very recent, <laughs> very recent thing, and right. it could come back at any point in time. Um, it's 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 one thing to ask our staff to travel abroad, um, you know, take time away from their families um, and from their core daily work to to travel around the country, uh, North America. Um, it's another if they have to come back and then get stuck in their bedroom for another week. Um, so uh, that's something we have to take into account. Um, and as, as I said, um, our, our resources right now are really focused on on virtual programming because we right. feel that, that it, it, it creates a equity um, among people no matter where they may live. I, I, the example I've been using for the last number of months is that 
Um, I noticed somebody on our webinar that was consistently coming. She came to six or seven or eight webinars, but in a clearly a very systematic way. It turns out she's from Montana. Um, and obviously, amongst that list of, of cities that you just named, um, Butte, Montana wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, and and uh, But she came into our system, um, at the, I think just before before COVID came, um, and very systematically took advantage of, of our virtual programming and met Ali last summer. Um, that that wasn't going to be an opportunity for her <laughs> if, if that had been three or four or five years earlier. Um, and we want to make sure that we're still able to meet, meet those people's needs. Um, there's definitely a world in the future um, where we will look forward to doing some of our core programming abroad. Um, I think we'd like to see our medical seminar, the MedEx that we've done in the past for, for medical professionals that allows them to ease the licensing procedures by bringing in people from the, the health ministry to to America to certify their documents and meet with them, and et cetera, which saves them a lot of time and money um, not, not having to translate their their medical licenses and their their all the things that come with that. Yeah, um, yeah, I acknowledge but, that, so that there's a world where that's going to happen. Right. There's probably a world where we might do some big events. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to be getting back to, you know, six stops in, in eight days in, right. in, you know, six different cities. I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's a little early to say. Um, and, again, we've been buoyed by our, our success and our ability to reach out to so many people. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this yeah. is this is like I said. This is a. Uh, I mean, practically speaking, everyone totally gets it and certainly understands uh, what you're describing. Um, I, I have had, and this is not your problem. This is this is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem on this side of the world, uh, and really a problem anywhere outside of Israel. And that is that the disconnect that has been created, the disconnect that unfortunately mm-hmm. is a a byproduct of the last year and a half. Um, is quite sad, and 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 certainly, even if people, and and this goes for all denominations, no matter how people, how many, how much people were involved in the community, not involved with Israel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, I think the disconnect is one of the terrible byproducts of this pandemic um, between diaspora Jews and Israel. And I always looked at the events and the excitement when your staff and your colleagues would come into the United States and do what uh, you just described, go to different cities meet up with people, et cetera. I, I always felt it was a shlichut, that one of the added benefits of those events, because remember, at those events, you have a lot of people who never continued the Aliyah process, but because you guys were, in, ta- because you guys were in town, they wanted to, you know, they wanted to hear what's going on in Israel, how are things, and, you know, and maybe they'll think about it in the future, but those are not the people that are going to be, you know, logging on to the online seminars and, and those who are really serious at the moment of moving to Israel. So, I, so that disconnect is unfortunately a bad byproduct of the pandemic, and I'm just hoping, again, not your problem, but I'm, I'm just hoping that the in-person events, and you and you just said, you admitted that hopefully the larger ones will come back, but the in-person events return just for that alone. I mean, there's obviously a million, mm-hmm. a million other benefits, but just for that alone. Josh Sussman's with us uh, live via telephone from Israel, directs programming at Nefesh Benefesh. All right, there are a couple of things on the list here that I want to go through. Uh, because it, it, practically speaking, for the people that want to go to nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, or call the number at 877-4-ALIYAH, 877-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. It's important stuff they need to know, including the online seminars and the brand new online calendar. What could you tell us about those two things when people head to your website and access them? So uh, as I said, w- the one, one of the other really nice byproducts 
of a virtual world is it allows us to expand the subjects and the the, the topics we're able to cover. Because um, even if there's a thousand people at a mega event in in, in New York area, um, we're still limited. Every decision that we make from a program perspective is kind right. of a zero sum game. If we have right. six rooms for six hours, right. is this room going to be filled? for this topic or there are going to be 30 people there for that topic. It doesn't mean that the smaller topic is less important for those people. It could be critical to the success of their LA. Um, you know, uh, we've off, we've been able to offer virtually things like, um, your child's allergies in LA, right. um, or bringing your special needs adult ch- children on LA. Right. Um, that's not something that affects everybody. And it would never, we'd never be able to do that on a Sunday afternoon in Teaneck because three people would show up. Um, but when we're able to offer that to the whole country, we have 50 or 60 or 70 people, that information for them is vitally important for yep. their ability to consider Aliyah. Um, um, and so that's a wonderful thing that we're able to expand on the depth and the breadth of, of what we're able to offer. Um, and the other thing that's been a really wonderful addition is that with everything being virtual, we've been able to build a really strong archive that we're continuously updating and adding new information to um, our, YouTube, our YouTube channel is getting more and more traction. Um, we see things just organically growing as we, as we post a new, a new event on the, a new recording on the, the YouTube channel. Um, again, you can go to YouTube and just Google Nefesh Benefesh and subscribe to the channel. And every time you put new, new content up, well, people will be informed. Um, and we have thousands of people that are, that are accessing the information that way. Um, is there a, a is there a list? Amazing thing to see. You just mentioned. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's uh, it's organized. I can go there myself and see it. But people need to know that the the, the examples you just gave. <coughs> I would assume that's part of a very large list of specialty webinars that you guys are offering. Yes. Um, so we have it broken up into pre aliyah, post aliyah. There's some different Hebrew enrichment um, things we have in there. Um, Along with uh, community, so there's different playlists. Right. Um, a little, a little hint to the <laughs> to the uh, listeners is that um, there's two different search functions. If you're on if you're on a page, um, in our case, an Epish Epish page, if you search within that page, you can just put in, um, for example, type in Canada, and you'll get the whole everything that was that was about Canadian taxes or mm. that type of thing. Or you can go in and write Beersheba and see if we had an, a session on Beersheba. Whatever your keyword is, it'll work um, and just give, give you the three or four or five different uh, sessions that we did on that topic alone. Um, so that's been a very effective tool, and we're, we're, we watch organically. You know, As we do sessions, we do send out um, follow-up emails with the recording and the the resources that were mentioned in the session, but without even doing that, we see just organically uh, the numbers grow for each thing. You know, we're talking about Aliyah in the Jewish community. Um, you know, our viral is not the viral of uh, Beyonce or something. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if we get a couple hundred people watching a video, that's a significant number of people. Yeah, you kidding? Um, that's, yeah, that's um, but some of them are going up to a thousand or twelve hundred. You know, that's a lot of people right. wanting to learn about Zichron Yaakov. That's one of for reasons beyond my understanding. You know, it's a great place to live. But twelve hundred people have watched that video, yeah. um, which is just phenomenal. You know, we obviously can't get everybody to come visit Zichron Yaakov. Hopefully, the, you know, over the next week or two, the country's more accessible to more people who are vaccinated. Um, but uh, our community programming has been a wonderful 
way for people to learn more about communities when they're not able to come and visit and do pilot trips. Yeah, people need to um, know. It's 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 divided up in so many things: family situations, age groups, geography, as you just described. What about the online calendar? What could people uh, uh, um, uh, what can people gain uh, from logging on to that? So the online calendar is constantly up to date and adding all of our um, all of our upcoming sessions. Um, it's very easy to register. Uh, it, it's also now completely integrated into our database system, so um, we're able to very easily track um, who, who's registering, if they've come, what types of things they're interested in, um, and it's completely integrated and it makes for ease of follow-up for us. Um, it means that somebody's case manager, Aliyah advisor, would automatically know which sessions they came to so they know what, what they're interested in and can help assist them to further further their, their knowledge on that topic, if that's something that concerned them, you, you know, they might be very concerned about taxes, um, you know, and the implications of, tax, of, of, of making the LEI on your American tax, taxes, um, whatever it may be. Um, but that integration is something we haven't had in the past, and that's uh, really looking forward to being able to, to tweak our programming based on what we're seeing um, in that data. Right, um, which is a, a big, a big. A, it's an advantage for us, but I think ultimately that becomes a very big advantage for for Oline, who are able to get a program that's even more fine tuned to their needs. You will continue to educate people about Aliyah, and you'll continue to help them prepare for Aliyah. I mean, that system, I assume, is close to what has always been. Once uh, a family makes a commitment to go, I assume that they they always were in touch with your office directly and different people who are helping them. Uh, with specific things uh, having to do with their flight and having to do with their uh, upcoming uh, move. Uh, and obviously, I mean, there's no, you know, COVID didn't cause that to stop. If anything, you know, with email and with uh, with phones, it was really easy or relatively easy uh, to keep that going and get the advice from Israel that people need in order to uh, make their Aliyah as smooth as possible. Yeah, thank God our, our, our Aliyah advising team is growing. Um and you know, available to people as as they need. Um, and we want people begin begin the, the actual application process. They're assigned a a LAI advisor who becomes their person that's going to lead them um, through their path, um, yeah. dealing with their technical questions and their processing and their documentation and all the things that you need to make LAI. Um I'd like to do a little pitch here, sure. if, if I may. Yeah. Um, that that one thing that we're really working to try to educate people on is that. It's very easy to get caught up in the technicalities of Aliyah. Um, you know, you know, background checks and birth certificates and apostilles and all these things. Right. Um, but it's also really important to always focus on what your actual Aliyah plan is for arrival, because once you arrive, all that stuff is done. You know, you get you're approved for Aliyah and you come. Um, but uh, it's very easy to get caught up, and especially over the last 18 months when the rules were changing and. There was quarantine, and then there wasn't quarantine. You had to have this test, and you got changed to that test. Um, you know, the the country was doing their best to keep everyone safe. Right. Um, but it was very frustrating that everyone recognizes, especially for Olin, um, who were really just trying to dot all their their eyes and cross all their T's, and sometimes the I turned into a J in the middle of it, and they had to figure out what to do. Um, um, but you know, we're trying to to encourage people to also understand that there's. A, there's a planning process, not just a, a process of of all these technicalities. Um, and the planning and, process helps and, and, helps exactly. minimize the technicalities. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> no, for sure not. My wife always says we, we met Aliyah 17 years ago. My wife always says the six months before Aliyah, 
um, were far harder than the six, the first six months of Aliyah. Um, wow. You're going into the unknown. But once you arrive, you realize that you can adapt to the unknown. Um, but the technicalities and the applications and the thinking about shipping and packing and yeah. saying goodbye to friends and family is far harder yeah. than the actual arrival. Yeah, the, ab- um, the, the abstract. I've kept that in mind for all these years, and it really is true. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> The abs- and then the excitement and the adrenaline takes on when you when you arrive and and you get settled and you you get to live in Israel and that's really what it's all about. Yeah, the abstract um, is more know, as much as our skills are frustrating, they they go in your rearview mirror very quickly. The abstract is more uh, is more frightening than the uh, than the practical usually. And boy, what you just said is so important for people to keep in mind that pre aliyah time is very very stressful and they have to know it's very 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 normal uh finally josh sussman um you know what do we need to know i'm not i'm not asking for hard numbers just from your vantage point are are we getting the feeling that even now in october of 2021 these these unbelievable numbers of people expressing an interest in aliyah and actually moving to israel during covid is staying steady so we're looking at a a very nice uh final total this year that's that's a significant increase um, we're going to just ignore last year, although last year was, I think, hit right. about 91 right. or 2% of the year before. Right. Um, so pretty, pretty, pretty strong at the end of the day, given all the hurdles. Uh-huh. Um, but this year we're looking at about a 30% increase um, by the end of the year over mm-hmm. 2019, um, which is great, um, considering that there's still a lot of hurdles. Yep. Um, and there's still a pandemic, and <laughs> that's not easy. Um, so we're looking to... to Continue on that that positive that positive path. Um, I believe personally, um, I've, I've been Nefesh Nefesh for 13 years. That you know, with every person that makes Aliyah, that's another circle of, of friends and family around that might not yep. have been there in the past, but might follow them. Oh um, yes, that's how it works. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what that critical tipping point is, but uh, it's definitely. A thing that people make Aliyah, and then all of a sudden, their 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 sister, their brother-in-law, their their across-the-street neighbor says, "Wait, if if those people can make Aliyah, I've never heard them talk about it. But look, they look how happy they are. Yeah. This is something we should consider too." Um, and that's definitely, you know, with every with every with every soul that comes, um, you never know who that's hitting, yeah. um, who who you know left behind but might want to join up. Another so, another reason um, hopefully why to continue the positive momentum and uh have a really solid 2022 with everybody safe and healthy and vaccinated and and able to come and and, and visit and as you said, you know, it's been frustrating for 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 uh Jews uh, in North America and the world who weren't able to to come to Israel and felt a little disconnected. Um completely understandably, but hopefully over the next few weeks as things open up and and the policies change, we're able to start welcoming people uh, here, both just for 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 families to mahot and fun, um, but also to do pilot trips and start exploring what their opportunities are are here in Israel. Our, as I said, our brand new offices are opening right in the middle of town, and we look forward to being able to welcome people and educate them uh, in a wonderful brand new building um, um, that's easily accessible and uh, ready to, to welcome people here to start to continue their planning. Pretty amazing. I had the opportunity to visit in July and uh, saw the, uh, the, um, the process going on there, and uh, it really will be remarkable right there in the center of Jerusalem. And on the other point, it's why we need the NBN ambassadors visiting the United States because uh, we need to increase the interest in Aliyah and make people realize that it's uh, for so many people in this country. It's the uh, it's a it's an important move, a good move, and a doable move 
And thank God for Nefesh Benefesh all these years for uh, undertaking that task or all those tasks and doing it so well. Josh Sussman, head of programming. I'm assuming the best thing is to tell people to go. Uh, any uh, any answers to any questions they're looking for based on this conversation, they'll find it at nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, or by calling 866-4-ALIAH, 866-4-AH, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Josh, a pleasure. Looking forward to Indeed. seeing you in Jerusalem. Pleasure as always. I look forward to seeing you next. Bezrat Hashem, thank you so much. Josh Sussman directs programming at Nefesh Benefesh. Log on, everybody. Don't forget. Don't forget. Even though there has been a disconnect, unfortunately, between us and our brothers and sisters in Israel and the Holy Land in general, I should say, um, let's rekindle, reignite the uh, interest in Aliyah and uh, spread that word as much as we can. We know the benefits of living in Israel, and we know that the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web at AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSNF.
Fast food, fast cars might be their obsession But I'm sitting here with your prized possession Your holy words, they never get old Finer than wine, colder than gold I'm sticking around and you're the reason You give me a hook and I sink my teeth in You drop your manner at my door Keeps me wanting more and more I'm sticking around and you're the reason I'm sticking around and you're the reason You give me a hook and I sink my teeth in Your words are diamonds in the rough I can't ever get enough I'm sticking around and you're the reason I'm sticking around and you're the reason Jet planes and trains may take you many places I'm happy here with your scrolls and pages Their restless hearts, they wander out all night But your tree of life is my greatest delight I'm sticking around and you're the reason You give me a hug and I sink my teeth in Your words are diamonds in the rough I can't ever get enough I'm sticking around and you're the reason I'm sticking around and you're the reason Your walls of parchment reach to the sky Every letter's got fire inside That doors of heaven open up through your pages Your words, they take me to my promised land Slices of heaven And you drop your manner at my door Keeps me wanting more and more I'm sticking around And you're the reason I'm sticking around And you're the reason You give me a hug And I sink my teeth in Your words are diamonds in the rough I can't ever get enough I'm sticking around And you're the reason I'm sticking around And you're the reason I'm sticking around You're the reason you give me a hug and I sink my teeth in You drop your manner at my door Keeps me wanting more and more I'm sticking around and you're the reason I'm sticking around and you're the reason You give me a hug and I sink my teeth in Your words are diamonds in the rough I can never get enough I'm sticking around and you're the reason I'm sticking around and you're the reason Let's go. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki and his Toast to Life. I'm sticking around. That was eighth day, brand new. And by the way, eighth day in November, it looks like, it looks like they may be our first in-studio musical guest uh, since COVID. It's possible. Uh, I mean, meaning that it looks like they're coming. I just don't know if they're going to end up being first. Uh, but Bezrat Hashem, we'll see them here in November. And uh, before that, Yehuda Glantz, Anilo Misugal, Thursday morning here at JM in the AM. Well, uh, the Bris Avram dinner is coming up. And uh, those of you who are uh, who are uh, fans of Bris Avram, and frankly, a lot of people over the years because of us here at JM in the AM have become friends of Bris Avram, you should try your hardest to uh, make time on Sunday, November the 7th uh, to be at the Bris Avram uh, get-together. It is a... Um, a unique event happening at Congregation Shomri Torah, Ohel Yosef Yitzchak on Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey. Cocktails begin at 12.30. I keep calling it a dinner. I know I keep calling it a dinner. But hey, <laughs> it is the annual dinner. It just happens to be a luncheon. Uh, the gala luncheon and program will begin at 1 p.m. with many distinguished honorees, as you would suspect. 
Reservations Journal. Oh, and Sandy Schmueli is going to be there, our wonderful friend, performing uh, that afternoon for everybody at the Briss Avram Luncheon. Uh, information about all of this, journal ads, reservations, etc., 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. And the one and only Rabbi Mordechai Kanelsky is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Kanelsky, welcome back to JM in the AM. A pleasure to speak to you, sir. And Mazel Tov, yet another Baruch Hashem major dinner slash luncheon coming up. Oh, that's funny. In your ad, you actually call it a luncheon when you mention the time, but at the top, you're calling it the annual dinner. So I don't feel so bad, frankly. You're doing this. It's the schedule for an annual dinner because that's an annual event. Right. But it's being done at 1230. We call this Gala Luncheon. Well, I like it, and it looks really nice, and you have a lot of distinguished honorees. And I have to remind everybody who, who are not familiar with Bris Avram, in addition to the thousands of Brisson that Rabbi Kanelsky and his incredible organization have arranged for those who uh, did not have a Mila done properly, either earlier in their life or never at all. Uh, and that's something that they've been doing for God knows how many years. In addition to that, uh, the couples that they marry in the, uh, in the tradition and heritage of the Jewish people, even those who may have had a civil ceremony, uh, years ago or at any time uh, prior to that, plus, of course, all the other aspects of Bris Avram, the education, the schools, uh, the different programs. Uh, you know it from Hanukkah, from Pesach, and all the conversations we have year-round. Now is the time not to concentrate on the holiday. Now is the time to concentrate on just supporting Bris Avram and being there uh, at their big dinner-slash-luncheon a week from Sunday. And uh, it will give everyone an opportunity, by the way, uh, Rabbi Kanelsky, because of the uniqueness of the event, something that probably would not have happened if not for COVID. It'll give everyone an opportunity to actually see the Bris Avram headquarters live and in person. Exactly. Exactly. We put, we're making the dinner in a tent, open tent, because of uh, COVID. And we're doing this in front of the shul on the lawn. It's a three and a half thousand square feet tent. Wow. To accommodate all the guests, we have Sandy Shmueli who is going to come and to pick up up the spirit as always Sandy does it yep. in the best way. The theme of this year's dinner is Akora Satov. We are learning now about Avromovino, and Avromovino teaches us the concept of Chesed and the concept of Akora Satov. Then this year we are honoring the chairman of the board, the executive director and the general manager and director of Pet Trains of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey. Wow. H- have you honored everyone at Port Authority now at this point? <laughs> it seems... Not yet. It seems... Yet, but it, this it, is... It, we, we still now we honored the general managers of different um, branches of the Port Authority, like the aviation department, the Boston Terminal, the tunnels, the bridges. This is now, for the first time, we are honoring the top, top people, the chairman of the Board of Commissioners and the executive director of the, uh, of the Port Authority. J- just to explain, especially for those around the world who are not in New York and New Jersey, uh, Port Authority responsible essentially uh, for the border and any activity having to do with New York and New Jersey, bridges, tunnels, path trains, etc., commuter trains, etc., 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 and I, 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 I guess it's not a stretch to say that the reason Briss of Rum and the Port Authority have such a close relationship, frankly, is because of the upcoming holiday of Hanukkah, right? 100%. Yeah, so. 100%. It uh, uh, started about 12 years ago when we put the first menorah at the Gapos Bridge. But since then, we have menorahs on every single bridge, tunnel, terminal, 
any plane, any place that you travel throughout from New York to New Jersey airport, you have the the menorahs of Prince of Rome, the, the the GW Bridge, etc. And today, thank God, we're putting 140 menorahs, and there's over 28 million viewers. That's from the numbers that the port authority is giving us. How many people are passing by daily by each one of their places? What does that say about Pursume Nisa? I think it's the greatest Pursume Nisa just possible be. And at the same thing, it's something that we as Jewish people have to say thank you that we have the ability in today's day and age, and nobody is bothering us to put a menorah and to make public the rebellion showayons. Nisim. And this is what it says, a chorus of top first to the Rebbeinish by Yom Ha'im Bizman Hazer. Yeah. Pretty amazing. And of course, you know, Hanukkah is coming up, everybody. I'll have a chance to speak to Rabbi Kanelsky in advance of Hanukkah about all the different Hanukkiyot, all the Hanukkah menorahs that are going to be around. But right now we're concentrating on the dinner, which is Sunday, November the 7th, actually a luncheon, as we keep saying. Uh, the, the people that Rabbi Kanelsky is referring to in terms of the Community Service Awards for Part Authority are Kevin O'Toole, Rick Cotton, and Mrs. Clarell DeGraff. All are going to be recognized. I see you're giving a public service award to Assemblyman Jamel Holly, and you're also doing a tribute to the memory of Cecile Mosberg. First, tell us about uh, the Assemblyman and Bruce Avram's relationship. The Assemblyman uh, is a person that is for here from our community. Uh, he uh, brought me many times to speak in the Assembly. I gave many times invocations in the Assembly. Uh, but uh, now with the whole thing that we need a lot of uh, help for protection, he was instrumental to help us with getting certain things that we need to protect our shul wow. and our Collective and this, um, Again, a Korosatov that, uh, as you understand, I mean, I think all the, we, all the listeners understand and know that in today's day and age, we must have a guard on premises yeah. when we have anything of our activities, right. when you have children, and uh, to have a licensed guard with a gun, with insurance, with everything, it's not a cheap thing. Yep. And thank God we were instrumental to get partially help for that. And we want to say to him, thank you. Uh, there's a tribute to the memory of Cecile Mosberg happening on November 7th at your luncheon. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, Cecile Mosberg and of blessed memory, and her husband should be healthy, Eddie Mosberg, are both Holocaust survivors. The Holocaust is something in core to every single Jew in the whole world. Every single person feels that we are survivors because it touched every single family. We lost a third of our nation. And this year is unfortunately also 40, 80, 80 years to the terrible moment that happened in Babi Yar. And uh, the motto of the Mosbergs was always never forgive and never forget. And we had the privilege to have Eddie speaking at our dinners for a few times. He came to our centers to speak and listening to him, he is not just a witness who says what happened to him and to his family. But more than that, he is reliving again. It's just something to, when you listen to Mr. Mosberg speaking about the Holocaust, and you feel that you are there and you see how he survived miraculously together with his wife. And to commemorate that, we are going to candle six candles 
in memory of the six million Jews at the beginning of the dinner. And we have all Holocaust survivors who are still alive, thank God, and all the second generation that will be honored to light one of the six candles. And we should also wish a mazel tov to Levi and Rifki Kumar and Mr. Maxim Shane, all, all being recognized. Uh, Levi and Rifki Kumar, this is something, a unique moment. As you know, in every show, thank God, there is a young people who take initiative to do good things. Right. This couple, since the moment they moved to our community, they had only one track mind, how to make this place a vibrant place for young people. Wow. And the top of the list, what they did, and this is what I was, I'm, I'm saying that, that every single show should have such a thing. And whoever has it, be proud that you have. Father and son minion. Wow, nice. Then every Shabbos, a father and son comes to show, and they're sitting one next to another. You have to see the nachas, what is being done there. My son, of, our son of Remy, uh, we together with Lady, made this project together. And, and you have to see how the children are making sure that the father are coming to show on time. Because when your father comes to show on time, you get extra points. <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. That's a very good idea. <laughs> and that makes the fathers to come to show on time. And they're sitting, and they're sitting next to another. There is quiz questions being asked about the Parsha. There is even part of davening that is being sank. And then there is once a month, there is a store that children could buy with the money that they earn. <clears throat> different things of sporting, games, Yiddish, etc., etc. Very, very interesting. Are there some fathers sitting there going, uh, what am I doing in shul so early? <laughs> uh, my friend, many fathers are coming to Wavy and to my son of Remy with complaints. You <laughs> may walk me up today. My son dragged me out from bed and told me, Tati, I get 20 more points if you come with me on time. Oh, my God. 20 points is 20 points. Come on, Rabbi Kanelsky. And, and let me tell you, they, they, you know, when, when a child is persistent, you cannot go against him. Oh, is that great? I oh, is that great? What a phenomenal idea. I love it. And also, Mr. Maxim Shane, SVP of uh, Investors Bank, a mazel tov to him as well, getting the Man of the Year Award. Yes. This, this dinner is, is a moment to once of a year we're having a journal that, thank God, exceeds the 400 pages every year, thank God. Okay. And uh, this is the support for the show, for the activities, for the Hayden that is ran by my wife, but as you call it, Rabbanit Sterni. <laughs> Rabbanit Sterni. And thank God the Hayden that started with nine children is came, has now 49 Kinderwach, Belian Horror. Amazing. Look, what you're doing, it's amazing. All these decades and Bris Avram is just going forward with such, such strength, and so much energy, and all these programs are simply amazing. Everybody out there, you know if you're a regular listener over the last few years or any length of time here at JMDM, you know what we think of Bris Avram and the work that Rabbi Mordechai and Rabbi Nietzsche Kanelski do. You're invited to attend. It's the 42nd annual dinner, but happening in the afternoon of Sunday, November the 7th, with many distinguished honorees, as you heard. Cocktails will begin at 12.30. The gala luncheon and program will start at 1 o'clock. It's all happening at the Bris Avram Center, which makes it even cooler. Uh, it's happening at Bris Avram itself, Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey. You could log on to brisavram.org, reservations, journal ads, etc. There is a phone number, 
908-289-0770. Rabbi Kanelsky, anything else you'd like to add about the luncheon slash dinner? Yes, luncheon slash dinner. Number one, that we will have a, 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 a great tent and a beautiful floor for dancing because Sandy Shmelia says if he comes, you <laughs> must dance. You cannot just sit. Agreed. That's number one. Number two, I'd like to say thank you to the rest of the co-workers of Brisa Rome, Rabbi Borah here, who is the director of Brisa Rome in Jersey City. And Nochum, this is your place. Yeah. Good yes. old Jersey City. I'll be there next week for a meeting. How do you like that? <laughs> and let me tell you, Jersey City is changing, and there is so many activities being done there. It's nice. unbelievable. Nice. And if there is a minion there, and there is activities and classes, and uh, in different uh, offices, and especially also with unfortunately with inmates, there's a lot of progress being done. Right. And Rabbi Dovidovansky, who is administrator of our place. Uh, my dear listeners, I would like to say to you only one thing, that now, as we're reading about Avramovino and we're reading about the priest that Avramovino did and all the other things that Avramovino gave us as his children, we have to know that this is our moment to support and to be a part of this job that we are doing together because everybody has the highest of making a priest or a hooper or to give children the proper education. And through your coming, supporting or buying an ad or doing something, this is, this is something that is unique and special. And I would like to say all of you thank you. And number, most important, the Nochum and the Stacey, thank you for everything that you do for the Jewish community. Much appreciated, Rabbi Kanelsky. In terms of uh, your pitch for the organization, I couldn't have said it better. Everybody out there, even if you can't come to the event on November 7th, your support is vital and you'll know. Believe you me. You will know, just based on this conversation, that your support's going to go a long way. The work they're doing at Bristol Rum is, is amazing, and 30 years later, 38 years later, I'm saying, I'm still saying how amazing it is. Uh, 908-289-0770, November 7th. I have one more word. In all the years, I had the privilege to get from the Rebbe letters for the dinners, and one of the letters was for an leap year, as this year, and the Rebbe writes, that on a leap year has specialty and gives the opportunity to fill up whatever we missed in the previous years because the difference in a leap year in a regular year is in a whole month because the storm calendar and the lunar calendar is a difference in 11 days. Then every two, three years we have an leap year. The message to us is that in a leap year, a Jew has the ability to fix up and even to have a head start whatever we missed and to go further. Then after we are went through so much with Corona and we were so locked with not uh, with not having associated with people, now we have to do everything we could to have Achnosus Orchim, Abbas Israel, and most important to find one more Jew to do with him one more mitzvah and ultimately bring the great revelation of the coming of Mashiach Fifteenu. Amen. Rabbi Kanelsky, Big Yeshikoach, Bris Avram, everybody. November seventh is the uh, get together. 908-289-0770. You're listening to JM in the AM.
I'm 
מפחד משום דבר, כי אני בידיים של אבא, של אבא שלי.
J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning. Muftach is Shmuel Younger. Mordechai Shapiro Hakomi Shomayim. You heard Ototo done by Avremo Avram Fried here at J.M. in the A.M. Oh, Mark Zomik's about to hit a uh, major milestone. Well, he'll be back before he actually hits the milestone. Uh, he'll be back on the air, of course, obviously with us. Our uh, music director here at the Nachum Siegel Network, who years ago decided to do an Erev Shabbos show. It's no longer a hidden gem. It's something that's well-known around the world that if uh, people want to catch an incredible 
timely. Timely is the key because of the Parsha and because whatever's on the calendar is always uh, so important. A timely session of a great Jewish music. Then the Arab Shabbat show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem, hosted by Mark Zamek, is where you got to go. It's what you got to check out. And that is uh, every single Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, every single Friday at 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Mark Zamek, welcome back to JM in the AM. It makes it very hard to rerun a show when it's so <laughs> specific to the week. No, no joke. It's a big challenge for you, that's for sure, each and every week to be brand new and different. I mean, the, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this morning is to alert people that, you know, as as hard, uh, I should say it this way, as much as every week it's timely based on the parsha, the calendar, etc. these partios really are in your wheelhouse and give you an opportunity to be very, very creative musically. So I don't want to say that this time of year people are hearing a better Erev Shabbos show. That's not fair, but they are hearing one where a lot of stuff's going to make sense to them while you're playing it. Actually, this was a tough week. Chai Sarah. Chai Sarah is a tough week. I mean, other than the Chevron songs, there's, you know, and the Parsha talking about David Amelach dying, it was not a lot of, you know, not a lot of music is written to right. what was going on this week. I hear that. Well, <laughs> but it's Mavarkim Chodesh, so right. that was the Oh, case. yes, see, the calendar helps. <laughs> right. The calendar helps. There are some tunes about Ben Shigrosh Chodesh that no doubt are going to be included tonight. So, look, this is, I mean, look, the numbers bear it out. As I said, it's no longer a hidden gem. People out there know that this is one of the most significant uh, shows now on the network because of its uh, popularity and because of the fact that it's fresh and new. And uh, everybody out there who hasn't checked it out yet should check it out. And Mark is going to hit a milestone soon. We'll talk about that down the road. Uh, but again, this is the time of year where uh, the Arab Shabbat show is always great, but this is a time of year where you really can appreciate uh, the work that goes into it. And a lot of it is uh, it will be- becomes obvious to the listener, and a lot of it is very fun for the listener when they understand the association of why Mark has pulled a certain song to be part uh, of the Erev Shabbos show. So tonight at 7, tomorrow at uh, 3 a.m., tomorrow at 10 a.m., uh, all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. It is the Erev Shabbos show. Mr. Zamek, anything you'd like to add about this week specifically when it comes to the Erev Shabbos show? So I guess because, uh, well, for two reasons maybe. Yeah. One is because of the few Parsha songs. I, I, I ended up playing more nostalgic music perhaps than I do. I always like to, you know, to dig into the oldies bag because... Right. You know, I have friends who tell me, oh, they got to introduce their kids to a whole other set of music that they had never heard. Cool. But every once in a while, I talk about this all the time on the show, while I'm davening, a song will pop into my head. <laughs> right. And it happens to me. And there's, and there's one song, and I talked about, you know, again, I'm going to play the song later, that I, I probably sing the first bars of this song, you know, 11 times a week. <laughs> right? It's one of those songs, and the way the song is, and it's in your head, and now I'm going to mess everybody up because everybody's going to do it, you know, and the, the, the inflection of it where it happens in Davening. And it's the old Pirchei song, Va'anachnu Loneida. Oh, please. Oh, so every time you say Tachan, you No, say... it's because not only is every time you say Tachan, but because that's the point at which you actually stand up. <laughs> right. Right? Literally, I, you stand up when you say the words, Va'anachnu Loneida, so you're like in a transition period, <laughs> so you have maybe the extra second to think about that song. And, I, and again, 11 times a week in my head, that I'm singing without without missing. It's very fun. I was wondering if the number eleven was random or not, but now I get yeah. it. <laughs> right. Totally it is it's it. just and, and it's you know, there are other songs that pop into my head, but not as regularly as Vanachloneda. And it's just a classic, 
classic. And, you know, I went back to the, I pulled the album. Um, luckily, you know, not that I have the physical, well, I might have that physical album, but, you know, you're able to pull up the album art online, you know, to see, you know, I'm looking at these kids. That, that album came out in 68. You know, fun fact about that album is Yisrael Lamb designed the cover on that album. He didn't produce or arrange anything on the album. It, he, he painted the cover. So, uh, but it was in 68. These kids, I mean, well into grandparenthood, you know, from the old period. You think about the, you know, the life, you know, people lead when they're in a choir in 1968. It's just funny to think about what, what is so many years later. Unbelievable. The whole thing yeah. is incredible. And, yeah, you are introducing a whole bunch of people uh, to music they may not be familiar with or to music that they were familiar with at some point, and it's just coming right back to the Arab Shabbos right. show. Yeah. Uh, and the Arab Shabbos music mix and so much more. Mark Zamek tonight, brought to you by the wonderful people like Kedem. It's 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Arab Shabbos show, brand new for Chayi Sara 5782. Tomorrow morning at 3 a.m., tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You'll hear the program then as well, and I know there are plenty of people who do listen to it more than once. It is always fresh and always good. Mark, I thank you very, very much for all of this. It is my pleasure. Mark Zamek, everybody, our music director and somebody who has made an unbelievable contribution with this niche of the Erev Shabbos show, which we appreciate tremendously. Thursday morning broadcast, more coming up. It's JM in the AM. Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, Vi Al Kulam. O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, O Diabo Shalom Aleinu, Vi Al Kulam. Peace in the world, peace in the world, peace in the world, everybody's playing for peace in the world, peace in the world, peace in the world, everybody's playing for peace in the world, peace in the world, peace in the world.
Shalom Aleinu. Oh, yeah, oh, Shalom Aleinu. Oh, yeah, oh, Shalom Aleinu.
Shlomo Kalbach, Benny Friedman with Meshkachech, Yerai Kunzler and Salam. Reminder, the Chidona Tanakh International Bible Quiz for Adults, the United States Finals, is coming up November the 7th here in Manhattan. November the 7th, Sunday, 4 p.m. on East 29th Street at Aderet L. Go to our website, nachumsegel.com slash community calendar, and you will find the link under November 7th. You could register. It's totally free. There's a festive dinner afterwards that's served. Check it out. November 7th, the 2021 International Bible Quiz for Adults, the United States Finals here in New York at Aderet L. Again, check it out. You can do so at our website. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. More coming up as uh, we continue with an amazing Thursday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. 
Charlie Harari is next. Michael Fragan with a special guest as Election Day looms. Uh, Jew in the City Speaks at 10 o'clock. And Mary Mel Wallach with Rifke Kleiman at 10.30, the author of the brand-new book, Simply. Don't forget, go to artscroll.com. Artscroll.com, order the cookbook. You get free shipping and a wonderful discount if you use promo code radio. You know the rule. Artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the Single Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow we're back starting at 6 a.m. Weekly update will happen starting at uh, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Elon Gold is scheduled to join us about the uh, Kushner Schools Atid Society event. That'll be tomorrow morning at JM in the a.m. And, of course, plenty happening all through the day today, including our live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Thursday. Don't forget the Arab Shabbos show tonight brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem starting at 7 p.m. with Mark Zamek, as we just pointed out before. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.